<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, halflings! Welcome back to another episode of Three Black Halflings. I, as always, am Jasper William Cartwright, and with me today is... Luando Nati Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Unati! <laughs> and... <laughs> Jeremy Cobb, but some people call me Jimbo. Hey, mm. back strong with the nicknames. Love that it. is a new one. And today, I am genuinely so excited to say that we have with us the king of podcasts himself. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Jeff Kanada is here. Holy crap. <laughs> How are you doing, Jeff? Hi. I, I don't know if I can take that moniker. That's, uh, that's a lot of responsibility, uh, but I appreciate oh. it. We're about to get into something real big now. Hey, I mean, I literally, I was just saying to these guys before we came on air, I think I literally have listened to your voice at some point during the day, like every day for the last few years of my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. So many shows. And he's not it's talking awesome. about the podcasts. He's actually bugged your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you listen to me more than my wife, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so we're so excited to have you on the show, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. I love the show. Thanks for having me. No, no. I, oh, it thank was, you. Still kind of crazy to me. Like, I remember back when you, like, first liked our tweet, and then you retweeted it, and then you retweeted it saying that you liked the show, and for me, that was huge. So thank you very much for, like, championing us at the beginning. Um, We've grown a bit since then, thanks to your help, which is awesome. Congratulations, um, and just well-deserved. And now we're here, which is which is really, really cool. Um, and I just wanted to say, basically, my uh, the reason why I wanted to reach out to Jeff uh, is because... Back when I was in drama school having chats with my friends about, um, I was actually having a chat about diversity in film. And one of my friends was like, you know what, Jeff, there's this guy called Jeff. He's got a podcast uh, with two guys who are people of color and it's an amazing show. You should listen to it, which was obviously the Slash Filmcast. So I've listened to that like religiously for however many years. And then since then I've just picked up everything. And then this was quite a fun little fact. It was the week after Jeremy introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons that you announced Dungeon Run. Oh, wow. And so I was like, my worlds are coming together. I've been waiting. (laughs) I've been waiting so long for Jeremy to introduce it to you so I could do Dungeon Run. Yeah, sorry about that. I had to meet Jasper first. Uh, That was really what it it came down to. to. Thank you for your patience. So inconvenient. This has been all a part of an interconnected uh, time warp where you guys have been trying to get me into Dungeons and Dragons. I love it. Yeah, it's been been a lot of coordination on our part, but I'm glad it worked out. (laughs) The Jasper William Cartwright conspiracy. (laughs) Exactly. Like an intervention, but for Dungeons and Dragons. I think everyone should have that, though. I think the world would be a lot nicer a place if everyone just had a couple hours where they just went and played some Dungeons and Dragons. I think that would be lovely. Not a bad idea at all. Yeah. 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 
Um, so I wanted to get started. I just wanted to chat about your life as like a podcaster. You do so many different shows. Um, like how did you start doing all of these shows? Was it like, uh, was it an accident? Did you get, I know you obviously did the totally rad show, um, for a while. Yes, it was an accident. I fell, I hit my head and I woke up and I went (laughs) podcasting. Yeah. uh, I, uh, I also went to drama school. Uh, I, uh, I got a degree in theater and was, um, was enamored with being on stage and being in front of the camera and moved down to Los Angeles to do that. But before that, mm-hmm. uh, when I was 14 years old, my very first job was uh, writing for the newspaper. Huh. I actually had mm-hmm. a weekly column in, as a professional writer at 14. Uh, back, you know, I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners don't even know what newspapers are, but there <laughs> yeah. were these things that... this. Dead trees they used to deliver to your house with words on them. And uh, I wrote I wrote a column in the newspaper reviewing video games. And uh, yeah. And so that was my very first job. Uh, so I had been involved in the video game industry, you know, uh, covering it professionally and, and interacting with companies. Then I went to drama school and sort of put that all in a on a shelf and, you know, uh, set it aside for a while. And then I, when I moved down to Los Angeles and started uh, doing acting gigs and trying to uh, make my way as a as a performer, um, just by happenstance, so I guess it is kind of an accident, uh, I met some folks who uh, were friends with a lot of people uh, on the G4 network. The G4 network uh, used to be this, actually it's coming back, but it used to be a mm. network all about video games and geek culture and stuff. Cool. And um, by pure chance... Uh, they, there was a number of them that had never played Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. And so Dungeons and Dragons plays very heavily into my origin story. Um, <laughs> and they set up this game for, uh, guys who were sort of, uh, middle-aged dudes or, you know, early, late 20 dudes, uh, and, uh, had never played. And I was one of those people. I'd always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but I literally didn't have enough friends to play <laughs> the game. The trouble of, I know it's also the trouble of like finding people that you're comfortable enough to like out yourself as a massive nerd in front of. Like, yeah. you know. Well, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than all of you, and I, I grew up when nerd really meant nerd, and it was just kind of this horrible thing, and I was embarrassed mm-hmm. about it, and I actually didn't have friends and wanted to play, uh, wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, so. As an adult, mm. seeing that opportunity come up to go and play with a bunch of people who are also newbies, and we got a dungeon master to come in, and it was going to be this game at the offices of G4. And I walked into this room knowing only one of the people there, and I think there were six or seven of us. Uh, and two of the other people there were Alex Albrecht and Dan Trachtenberg, and huh. I, I didn't know them at all. But in that day, over that six or seven hours that we spent in that room playing Dungeons & Dragons... <laughs> we all recognized each other as being buddies. Like we, it became instant cool. kinship of, Oh, you're, you're my kind of person. Uh, and mm. we started hanging out after that. And then very quickly after we started hanging out, we were talking about movies and video games and geeky stuff and having these very passionate conversations about it. And Alex at that time was doing a show called Dignation, which was literally one of the first podcasts, wow, certainly wow. one of the first video podcasts. And it was a massive success. It was it was huge. It was one of the biggest podcasts yeah. at the time because there, there were like 10 total. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. And Versus the millions yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard to imagine back then. 
Anyway, he was doing a video podcast for a company called Revision 3, which was founded by uh, oh. Kevin Rose and a number of other people. Yeah, um, and uh, and so he was like, you know, the, all of us having these conversations, we're like, this could be a show. I think this could be a show, us hanging out, talking about geeky stuff. And so we pitched it to Revision 3, and they said, okay, make us a pilot. And so we did a pilot uh, for uh, as a video podcast. Mm. And at that time, it's like I said, it's hard to imagine. This is 2006. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's hard to imagine how primitive things were back then. There were very, very few video podcasts. Very, very few. Mm. Uh, YouTube did not exist. Uh, so the idea of delivering video was hard. And we wanted to do, we decided what we wanted to do was virtual backgrounds. Green screen. Yeah. And there was no mechanism to do that. There were no plugins. <laughs> yeah, it was not yeah. easy. It was not something you could just do. No Zoom virtual uh, backgrounds. <laughs> God, no. God, no. Uh, there were no webcams. I mean, there were yeah. webcams, but they yeah. were like, they were very <laughs> the primitive. things probably. Yeah, like. it was <laughs> yeah. terrible. Uh, anyway, so we, we figured out a way to do that. Uh, we sort of muscled it and, and um, figured out a way to do it. And we were... We ended up winning a bunch of awards because nobody had seen anything like that, uh, us on virtual backgrounds. And we ended up having the audience send in backgrounds for us to use. And it was a, it, it became a whole thing. And that, that show was very successful. So that's a very long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> but that was the first show, the totally rad show that I did with Alex Albrecht and Dan Trachtenberg. Dan Trachtenberg. And um, that show um, really was the beginning of, of everything else I did. And I went on to do Weekend Confirmed uh, and... Uh, Tons and tons of other shows that I do now. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like this, I've got so many of the. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of We Have Concerns. I was so excited when you brought that one back. I was, uh, Thank yeah, you. really, really, uh, really, really happy. So, um, uh, big fan. But I thought it'd be really awesome for us to talk about the dungeon run. Uh, obviously, we. I think we like uh, Dungeons and Dragons on this show. <laughs> I think that's yes, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Um, and obviously, uh, Dungeon Run, I've been religiously watching this thing since uh, episode one because I was like, I'm coming for Jeff, and he's the DM. That's ex <laughs> like, I was, I was excited. I was on Team Jeff the whole time. Um, awesome. And just wanted to talk to you about, A, being a part of a show that is like... Um, sort of much bigger than you know a lot of uh actual play podcasts and and shows which are just like you know just friends gather around a you know a table you've got uh some amazing set pieces like i just i still can't get over the uh the warden strapped to the bottom of the ocean with the tent i was yeah. just mind blow the tentacles were removing it i remember that was like a mind-blowing set piece that you had made <laughs> yeah. and just like what it's like to be a part of something like that and to be the dm and have the control to really bring these creations, you know, to have amazing people with you to like bring those creations to life. I'd love to know what that's like. I think that's like end goals for all of us. <laughs> it's a dream that. job. It is a yeah. dream job. Yeah. I, I will not, uh, I will not lie about that. It is absolutely a dream job. Um, and I am fortunate and grateful every day to be a part of it. It is, um, it, it really was. And again, Alex Albrecht, part of my origin mm -hmm. story, one of my very close friends, he is the creator and producer of the show, and um, he came to me, you know, after we played together that first time in 2006. Hmm. Uh, over the course of our friendship, we got into playing Dungeons and Dragons, and the DM that we played with on that day, you know, it was hard to coordinate things, and so somebody said, "Hey, let's 
let's figure out somebody else to DM so we can play more often. And all eyes sort of turned to me and went, Jeff, you want to do it? And I was like, uh, I'll give it a shot. There's always that one friend. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the you're books. the DM for life. And then you're the DM for life. I and thought that's like, no. story as well. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, hey, you guys want to play this weekend? Jeff, can you whip something up? Yeah, and I'm like, just, ah, uh, it takes a lot to whip things up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, don't, like, you don't understand all the work I put exactly, in. Exactly. It's only four hours and I'll only plan 20% of what you guys are actually going to do because you're going to go off on a tangent. And <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah. I'll plan all this stuff and then you'll decide not to even go that direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I say all that to tell you that uh, Alex became the head of production for this company called Caffeine, which is a streaming video service. Yes. And uh, he started uh, wanting to make some original content. And we had wanted to make a Dungeons and Dragons show for years and years and years. Mm. Uh, now he finally had the opportunity to make that happen. So he called me and he said, hey, do you want to be part of this? And I said, yeah, it'd be great. He said, it's going to be 10 episodes. So just <laughs> use like one of the old, he literally said, just use one of the old uh, old scenarios that you ran us through as a group. And we can just repurpose it and use it for this group. Oh, wow. And oh. I went, uh, yeah, I think I could do that. That's no big deal. Uh, if he said it would have been, you know, we would be 63 episodes. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, I was plus. Say, I think I would have been. I would have been too intimidated. I think I would have been. I would have been like, "There's no way I can do that." That's a crazy. Um, under- yeah, that'd be a crazy undertaking. Like yeah. the idea yeah. of being like, "Oh, this is just going to run indefinitely." Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would have been very intimidated by that. But I'm I'm so grateful that it's still going. Yeah. But at that time, I was like, "Yeah, I can do ten episodes. That seems right. I can do a, an arc that works for ten episodes. No problem." And then um, it really was okay. We want to do the the dream version of Dungeons and Dragons. We want to use mm-hmm. Hollywood production to make this look like a television show we're building a studio we're using you know a jib arm for yeah. big crane shots we got uh, a full crew that used to work on g4 tv that mm. knows how to make television yeah. we're going to yeah. use these this prop department to create the minis like you were talking about to create the models that they're going to play mm. on and we're going to cast the show yeah in mm-hmm. la it's not it's not going to be just a bunch of friends that play mm. which I love live play shows and almost all of them are friends that already play. And I know that that works and is, is a great way to do it. But Mm. Alex's vision really was, we're not going to just use people because we like them and they're our friends. We're going to use them because they're the perfect person to play the character that we want in the show. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it was a, it was a really interesting process casting the show. We, we saw tons and tons of actors, my, you know, I will be completely honest that one of my biggest regrets about the show is that it is not more diverse. It, mm. it should be. Mm. It should be. Uh, we failed in that respect. But having said that, I don't know any of the actors that I would give up. You know, mm. we, we have a, a, an incredible cast of, of uh, actors that we got. Um, yeah. And, and they all uh, play together fabulously. They're, they're not just good uh, actors. They're not just good D&D players, they're really good people. Mm, and I think mm-hmm. uh, that shines through on the show. I think the show has heart. Yeah. And uh, we've all become really good friends over the course of the you know year and a half that we've been playing now. Um, so I, I'm very proud of it. And it is, it is a dream job because all of those elements we really went with um, trying, to, trying to find the best show. Not just a, a game that would be fun to play with friends, which is great. And I don't mm-hmm. want to take anything away with, from that. But we uh, attempted to craft a show. Uh, and I think um, 
we play the game thinking about the audience. The audience is interactive yes. yeah. and helps mm-hmm. control the, the story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So did, did you guys, did, had you guys written the characters before casting people? Mm. No, they all came in with characters. And that was oh, part wow. of the, the process cool. of casting the show is like, which characters do we plug into this store? What, oh, which wow, characters fit together mm. in the best way? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we saw, we saw, I mean, we saw dozens and dozens of actors and they all came in with characters. Um, they all presented the character. They talked in character and then at the callbacks, we called back a lot of people. And at the callbacks, I ran a session about 20 times. Wow. I ran the same short wow. session about 20 times with different groups of people. And we cycled them in and cycled them out and put them together in different. Yeah. It was a wild day. Yeah. I mean, absolutely Whoa. crazy day. You're almost casting the, the, the characters themselves as opposed to the yeah. actual right. like, yes. um, thing, which is, which is really fascinating, actually. Like building, <laughs> almost like trying to build uh, a party. We were actually having a discussion uh, previously where we were saying about how uh, building a party could be such a sticky thing in Dungeons yeah. & Dragons because you just you have like one session where by the end of it you're supposed to be an adventuring band of heroes, you know? And so yeah. it's like, it's quite an interesting thing to be like, how do we actually build a party that would complement each other, that, you know, mm. play to each other's strengths and weaknesses and yeah. have flaws that other people can support? And I think that's a really... And it definitely comes across in the show, you know? Uh, I think the arc of uh, Argo and Lily is just is gorgeous. Like, I love it so much. Oh, thank you. Um, just the way that his character is kind of grown uh and again like grown with us with the audience and like what our expectations are and um i think it's actually it's been really lovely to see that i think you get in some cases more of a journey because it feels like a shared experience a shared journey as opposed to just like oh i'm gonna play my version of this character and that's that's what's gonna happen which is what you get with sort of other shows Um, yeah no i i agree and i um i'm amazed honestly what these actors are able to do with their characters. Uh, I, people have been very complimentary to me and the, the, the fact that I get, I play all these characters and, and kind of craft this world around them. And I'm grateful for that. I'm very proud of the work I'm doing, mm. but I look at the work that the actors are doing, the, the players are doing mm. in the show. And I kind of don't think I could do it. It is <laughs> the, the level at which they play one character for we've we've I mean they've been playing for yes. four hundred hours, hours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's insane. And that the fact that you come to this character and you build it and you grow with it and it does change, and they're all I mean, every single one of the characters now compared to where they were in episode yeah. one mm-hmm. is a absolute mm-hmm. evolution and it's extraordinary. It is an extraordinary thing to be able to have that consistent, not leap to the end of that journey to build it slowly to reveal things slowly to to play the truth of the character in the moment every time and build on what happened last time and really create serialized storytelling i think they are um doing some exquisite work and i'm i'm privileged to be part of it it's actually one of the things I feel like I struggle with, especially as a DM. I always want to like show my big, like the big things. I'm like, oh, I've got this. This is the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I always want to just throw it in. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, you got like, to let it simmer. Yeah. You got to yeah. let it be there for a while. And absolutely, it feeds into moments then where you're like, where suddenly the story kicks in and you just 
you know, you're you're blown away by, oh, that was like in episode ten they referenced that, yes. and uh, and it's always the most rewarding moments. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Patience is patience is a hard thing, and you have all these wonderful secrets, and the the, the best thing about a secret is revealing it. Yeah. But letting it be a slow burn. I am such a fan of slow burns. Yeah. I remember when we first started the show, uh, the character of Fahima. Uh, so many comments on the show about, oh, she's so frustrating because she's she's so she's so young and impulsive and she does these things that make me so frustrated. And I remember writing back to people uh, in the comments, just watch because it's going to be so satisfying to see this character go from being this young, impulsive mm -hmm. girl mm -hmm. to this powerful woman wizard yeah. and we are seeing that right we're 100%. in that right now she yeah. is become she is growing into herself and learning from all mm -hmm. her mistakes and it's just a testament to the beautiful work that jessica has done mm. playing the thing the hardest thing i think for dungeons and dragons players if they really want to role play and i will say as a side note you certainly don't have to play the game this way. You can play the game however you want to play the game. There's yeah, no right or wrong sure. way to play the game. Yeah. But I think, and I think I play this way, I play a character as basically me with a funny voice. You know? <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah. how I play like my characters, right? That, yeah, yeah. yeah. But our mm. players, our players are so good at playing their stats. We have players, we have players who are so smart, mm. like Ron Ogden. Yeah. A smart guy who knows Dungeons and Dragons, DMs himself, has played for many, many, many years, but he's playing a low int character. He has yeah. a low intelligence mm -hmm. orc that he's playing and will often make the, the less than ideal choice. He will often make the choice that gets his team farther in trouble. Yeah, and often it's like, yeah, to his detriment. Yeah, 100%. Yes, he yeah. knows that's not the smart choice, but he mm -hmm. plays that low int. Same thing with... Um, you know, all the characters like that. I, I, Jessica does that all the time, playing a character who is impulsive, who wants to protect animals because that's her backstory. She mm. knows that that's not the smartest thing to do potentially for the team in that moment, mm -hmm. but she's playing the truth of that character. Jared Kajak, who plays Siv, he plays a low wisdom character. Mm -hmm. So he's he's a smart guy. He's a smart, but he <laughs> makes bad choices. Yeah, so right? chaotic. I love him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... And to me, that is... Yeah. That is magic because yeah. I've I have a hard time with that myself mm. because I'm I want to be the, do the smartest thing in that moment and I go oh that that would be a bad thing to do and yeah anyway, I'm, I'm exactly the same I'm like so chaotic as a person and I find it so hard to sit and just be like nope this is like I'm gonna do the optimal thing I'm not gonna like <laughs> like I'm like the opposite where I just I literally all I want to do is just charge into stuff and be like yes but actually yeah. like you know this is why I've always avoided playing spellcasters because they're so squishy and low hit points that I'm like if I run in and be all impulsive I'm gonna die <laughs> yeah. you know so like I always struggle with it so yeah you're right yeah, Fahima gets in, gets criticized for that all the time but that's the character she's but playing that's right that's this, yeah. this fearless girl who who wants to prove herself yeah. it's um yeah it's awesome to see and it's not not easy to play and it's even harder to play when you have an audience of people watching you yeah. and criticizing you potentially you know yeah. I mean, we have an amazing community we have the best community in the world um they're very supportive and and very oh, um thank you so much <laughs> I, I, mean, I consider myself a part of the community <laughs> no yeah, yeah thank you yes uh it is i i 
say it at the beginning of every episode. Now we have the best community on the internet. Yeah. And I believe it. Yeah, it's, it's that's incredible. so great. That's so it's so mm. great, uh, and the chat is always amazing. Um, this actually really leads me on because uh, I'd always I planned to ask you about the amazing world of Ayn. I love uh, what you've created with the world of Ayn. But it's even more mad now to hear that obviously that was not planned to be the sort of full filled world that it is. How right. the hell <laughs> did you turn that from ten to like sixty? You know, and beyond episodes of of, of stuff like because I imagine the idea of setting out if you like know what the world is creating something very like uh, rigorously to be like this is gonna mm-hmm. has to stand the test of mm-hmm. hundreds of episodes. But yeah. to start thinking this is just going to be 10 and now right. it's going to be, you know, I'm just, what happened for you in that moment <laughs> when you were yeah. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great question. I, I did have a moment. So about three episodes in mm. is when I heard from the production team at Caffeine that they wanted to keep the show going, mm. uh, which is a little earlier than we told the cast, but they told me and they went, okay, we want to go past 10. Can you expand the story? And I went, yeah, by that point I'd fallen in love with yeah. the whole thing, and I like no, I never want to stop never this. Stop I it, love yeah. this. Yeah, uh, but I did have a an incredibly stressful uh, week or two where I just tore it all apart, <laughs> pushed pushed the boundaries of everything. The good news is that I had I had built a world that was bigger than the ten episodes. Right, I had built yeah. stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. I we made a map. Like we, we put stuff there that I didn't even know what it was, but it felt like good texture, right? It felt Mm -hmm. like stuff that needed to be there. Mm. And I tell you, it has been an absolute joy problem solving in that way. Sure. Uh, Yeah. That I have gotten a a new appreciation for the writers of Lost. I still criticize that show. Yeah. I was, you know, I was very angry at that show. Oh, I yep. was furious. Uh, yep. I was oh, livid. Boy. I was actually livid. I wanted, yeah. my, I wanted my time back. All of those right. hours back. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But, but I've, I have kind of gone. Uh, I mean, I think they did a poor job of it, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the job that I wish they had done. Mm-hmm. But I do have that appreciation of like, okay, we put a thing, you know, we put a polar bear in the thing. We're not really sure what it is we'll figure that out later because i just don't have time right now Uh, (laughs) there's a there's a lot of that juggling that happens uh as a dm where and and one of the magical things about this creative process for me that i've discovered Mm. is that i will set myself up for an alley-oop without Mm. knowing it without knowing it yeah i will and it's a hard thing to explain but I will do a thing that feels right in the moment, but I kind of don't know why. Mm, yeah. I kind of don't know why. And I just kind of like put it there and I don't know why I'm putting it there, but it feels right and it works for this moment and it's okay. And mm. then later on I go, oh, that's what it is. Oh my God. That was a setup <laughs> yeah. for what yeah. I'm about to do. Yeah. yeah. That DM And I intuition. didn't know it at the time. I didn't know I was setting myself up and it, it's kind of like working retroactively. It's kind of like, okay, I put the polar bear in and then later on, I'm going to use the polar bear. I think the folks at Lost, like, copped out a bit, with specifically with the polar bear, but with other things, too. <laughs> and what I'm trying to do is make it all pay off, right? Make it all – when I put in a polar bear, when I put in my version of of something that's a, that is a setup, mm. I do want it to pay off if well. Yeah. I want it to yeah. really work. Uh, but that 
problem solving is the fun yeah, for me. Yeah. It is the fun of going, how does this world work? What and 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 part of that problem solving is dealing with the variable of five players who are throwing things in that I could time. never have predicted. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This actually, I actually had one of those, the, the alley-oop moments uh, last night we were playing and um, which again <laughs> leads me on to the next thing I was going to talk to you about, which is time travel, because I'm always really fascinated <laughs> yeah. about time travel and, uh, and I know you have the, we have concerns. So I wanted to ask about that, but basically um, the characters in my in our campaign uh, that Jeremy and Unati are a part of uh, ended up influencing the past. They didn't sort of travel into the past, but they were basically able to sort of very rudimentarily like uh, communicate across time zones. And That's they ended cool. up changing the, an item that they received in the very first session that we ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like That's basically cool. one of the characters was like reached into his bag, pulled out this book and it was a completely different book. And they were like, "What?" And like, it was such an awesome moment where I was like, "Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you look in your bag?" And they were like, "What?" And, and I was like, "Yes, this is gonna be so cool!" Like, and it was totally yeah. one of those moments where I was like, "Yes!" Like, I, I don't, I can't yeah. believe that played out, but because I trusted what I'd built and I trusted right. the players, yes, and yeah. I just went with it. It was always gonna, something was always gonna happen. There was always gonna be that payoff. Like, it's and. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I think that's it's really interesting to you say that. So time travel. Recently, we've uh, they've they've traveled back to uh, to to uh, uh, man the ship of Whitebeard, and I just really mm-hmm. wanted to know. Um, uh, I'm also trying desperately not to do the Whitebeard voice, but um, <laughs> it's my, it's my you, favorite. You have my permission if you'd like to. <laughs> no, I won't be able to do it justice. I've built it up already too much. Um, but yeah, like, how do you approach time travel in Dungeons and Dragons? Because it's awesome. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And uh, there's a few things that have been brought in. Like, There's a school of magic now, like Dunamancy, which uh, deals with time. And so, like, what was your approach to dealing with time travel, especially when you've got like characters, backstories and things like that. Well, I'll tell you exactly how it happened because I kind of fell backwards into it. Um, we, there was never, a, I never intended to have the characters time travel in this story. Mm. We were moving right along, going uh, about to crescendo into this wonderful uh, um, set piece that I had been building to and building to and building to and mm-hmm. really excited about. I mean, it's been in my head for since the beginning for almost two years and then COVID hit uh, mm-hmm. and we went into quarantine and you talked about the big models that we make and all the physical stuff in the show. And I 
we realized that we weren't going to be able to do the show in the studio uh, with the physical proximity of people uh, during quarantine. So the team, the production team came to me and said, hey, we got to do a um, we got to do a virtual version of the show. We got to do a version of the show with everybody at home. First of all, very grateful that we could still make the show at all yeah, during yeah, quarantine. Yeah. But we d- we had a, basically a week, and I said, okay, we'll do a virtual version of the show, but we're j- literally about to step into, I mean, the last episode we did before COVID was opening the door to this big, massive yep. place that I've been building up to for many, many episodes. And I said, okay, I, I'll make you a deal. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do the virtual version of the show. Because there was talk about, okay, we thought, Coven's gonna last a month tops, yeah, right? yeah, two weeks like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And there we'll was talk Christmas. about like maybe we'll <laughs> yep. ta- we'll take a hiatus. Maybe we'll just sh- we'll show old episodes and we'll comment on them. Maybe we'll bring in a guest DM and just do a couple of episodes as a different show for a while. We've had all these different ideas, Mm-mm. but the production team was like, "No, we want to do our show with our characters moving forward." And I said, "Okay, I'll make you a deal. I'll do a side quest. I'll do I'll do the show virtually, but I'll." Only if I can do a side quest and take a break from the main thing so we don't go to this place yet sure. and we have the characters do something else. And they mm-hmm. said, cool. The only stipulation that we have is that the players play the same character. So we don't want to mm-hmm. invent new characters in this side quest. So we talked about it and there was some discussion about, oh, it would be cool to see backstory of the characters. We could like go into their past and see backstory. And I thought, oh, that, that's a really cool idea to do. Um, you know, you do flashback episode, but the hard thing with a flashback episode is this stipulation about they have to be the same characters. Because exactly. if you do a, a backstory episode about Lily's childhood or mm-hmm. Siv's growing up, you can't have all of our characters there. Yeah, because they got to be new. They got to yeah. be there. The characters they ha- met in their life, because we've seen the moment these characters all met each yes. other. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, how to do that? How to how to do backstory with our characters? Well. Time travel, right? Time travel is the way to do that. We And I thought, well, let's do it like Quantum Leap. They leap into other bodies. So it's still them. They're still behaving the way they are. But we're in the past in other bodies. And I love Quantum Leap. <laughs> Isn't it great? What a good show. Oh, man, I grew up on that show. I love that show. Um, yeah, and, uh, and so I thought, okay, we'll do like, you know, two, maybe a month of the two weeks, maybe a month of this cool backstory. And it the the trick of it was going to be it feels like it's going to be a backstory for one thing and it's actually a backstory for something else, right? Yes. That's the, okay, cool. the magic trick I was trying to pull off was mm-hmm. they think they're going back in time for one reason and what we really find out is the backstory of a villain. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that seemed like a really cool. fun idea. Uh, little did I know quarantine was going to last uh, so you know, long? six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I, again, in the same way that I don't think I would have started the show knowing we were going past 10 weeks, mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have started a time travel story knowing we were going to go for 22 episodes of it. Yep. Um, but it turned out to be, it turned out to be really fun and really gave me a lot of juicy things to work with and ways to reveal things that I was going to reveal in the main story in a different way, sure. but do it in this, in this context of being back 22 years in the past um, but it also introduced all kinds of new problems that were the juicy problem solving stuff yep. where the team is like, 
well, what if we kill the guy that we know exists in the future? And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Strap yeah, in. What, what is that going to do? Damn Strap it, in, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. No. So my, all of that is to tell you that my answer to your question is don't do time don't travel. Don't do it. Show you, 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 <laughs> it will mess with you. Uh, but also, it was loads of fun. And this last week, this last Wednesday, as we were recording this episode... Uh, we completed that time travel uh, mm. side quest. It wasn't really, it didn't turn out to really be a side quest. It was very much a main part of the story now mm. uh, because it revealed a lot of things that are very important to our main story. But we have completed that. So if you're listening to this show and you're curious about our show, this is a perfect jumping on point. This next Wednesday, September 9th, the go. new episode we'll be streaming. Uh, it'll hit YouTube on that Friday. Uh, what the eleventh? Uh, and we're we've created a comprehensive recap video. It's twenty minutes long. It tells you everything you need to know to jump into our story as they're now entering the the dwarven fortress of the four former forges, which is this this place that I've been building up to for many 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 episodes. <laughs> they're about to step into it on the 9th of September. They'll step into it. And we have this 20-minute recap video that's going to play at the beginning of that episode. It's Amazing. also uh, it's also going to be on YouTube by the time you're listening to the show. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can find it on my website, jeffcanada.com, which is spelled with two N's and one T. Um, it is a 20-minute video. It tells you everything you need to know to be caught up and ready to jump into the story. So we're really using that as a way to, to bring people into the show that maybe are intimidated by how many hours of content yeah, there already are. That's a whole, that's a whole thing though with like actual play shows. It's like, it's a lot. Like if you dive into yeah. any of the big ones, it's like, Oh, okay. They're mm. on like episode a hundred and something. It's, Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's so many hours. Yeah. That's but so I, many hours. I really endeavor to try to make every episode, uh, a jumping on point. We mm. do a recap at the top of every episode, but this one is like, Really, really, really significantly, yeah. yeah. And we got this this twenty minute video. It's really well done. Uh, I teamed up with a, a, a guy named Braba, uh, one of our fans, to make it, and it, and he uses clips from all the shows. It's awesome. phenomenal. That's so so cool. uh, I'm really excited to be excuse me to be returning to the uh, to the main storyline. And we we're still in quarantine, sadly, so we're not going to be in the physical place. But uh, that's only because it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight for that. Yes, so time to come oh, back. Oh boy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've got uh, uh, we've actually got our first live show as well coming up uh, wow. on the twelfth, which is nuts. Oh, that's amazing! Um, yep. We're playing. We're playing. Congratulations! Uh, the Wagadu Chronicles campaign setting. It's a new Afro fantasy campaign setting. Wow, cool! Um, if you haven't checked out Jeff, you need to check out because it's. It's really good. Is it rad? Honestly, the artwork it's will really blow amazing. you away. Oh my like, God. It is, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like, I'm Googling it right now. Uh, yes, do it, yeah. do it, do it. Do it. They just released a 200-page intro. Uh, yeah, in intro. intro for free. <laughs> what? Uh, the wow. art is incredible. It's got it's got like new versions of races, except now they're called lineages. Oh, a whole new awesome. cosmology yeah. and lore and uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's Dude. so it's so beautiful. Um, and oh wow, it is like, beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We come full circle on it. Jeremy was saying that he'd seen this like advertised like a year ago, and it wasn't really a thing. And uh, now we've been talking to the guys who've created it. We did an interview with them on one of our last shows, and so yeah. um, we're. Oh, God. Whoa. Whoa! The lion blood. I'm a lion. The yeah. Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so 
excited. Yeah. We just did like, yeah, we just did some character creation and that's what Unati wants to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. The Daima? I'm yeah. pronouncing that wrong. Daima, sure, yeah, that's so that's what I'm going for. Um, oh, gorgeous. Going for, so are people gonna get a sneak peek on what our characters are ready for Saturday. Oh yeah, it's Jasper's exciting. playing a Daima, yeah. I'm yeah. playing a Daima, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. they're like Daima. moth people who worship who worship death. Yeah, gorgeous looking art, my goodness. They have moth wings. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's like like during like a full moon, they can just fly um, for like a wow. lot of. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were really excited about that, and so we're doing a, a live uh, show um, where it's like literally just the the four of us. So we're getting together and uh, gonna get to play. Which uh, oh, yeah, we're just we're really excited for that. So if you have any tips cool. on doing a, li- we've never done it live before, so we're like. <laughs> Let's see how this uh, goes. You're gonna love like, it. You're gonna <laughs> love it. It's it's the best. It's it's just it's just a little bit like uh, you know working without a net, but that's okay. That's cool. It's fun, that's and yeah. you know you're you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great, and you'll have the support of the the people there, and it's gonna you're gonna have a great time. Um, amazing. I can't wait. Uh, do you yeah. know what? This, 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 I'm having the strangest sensation where I'm so used to like listening to Jeff that I there's parts where Jeff's talking, I'm completely forgetting that I'm actually talking to him. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, I'm just like listening to another show. This is great. <laughs> um, You're listening to your own podcast while you record it. Yeah, literally. That is literally what's happening right now. Um, so, Jeff. Uh, I don't know if you know, on the show, we always do a bit we call the Tales from the Table, which is where we ask our guests yes. to share one of their favorite memories uh, of a uh, of a game, a previous game. This could be a favorite part of Dungeon Run. This could be a, a previously never seen home game. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The more chaotic and stupid, the better. Ours tend to be really chaotic and stupid. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you have anything, that would be awesome. Oh man, there's a bunch from the dungeon run that I could that I could mention that are uh, that are all available to be seen uh, on YouTube. But uh, I'll, I'll mention one that uh, no one has heard before. That's a that's a fun um, just from one of the games I played back many years ago. Uh, there was a, a moment where we were playing, um, and one of the things I don't like to do to my players is use traps. I don't think traps mm. are particularly fun unless sure. unless you really signpost them, right? Yeah, unless yeah. you you see that there's some reason you should be aware of So it's of definitely traps. your fault if you get caught in this trap. Because yeah. yes. I'm like, I've yeah. told you this is here. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. The idea of walking onto a square and getting <laughs> damaged. Yeah. And the only only remedy for that is... I walk forward five steps. I search for traps. I walk forward five steps. I search exactly. for traps. There's nothing but also, fun. But if you enter a hallway which has got holes on either side and clear pressure plates, then don't step on the pressure plates. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's your fault. That's your fault. That's not my fault as the DM. I didn't do that fault. to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we understand. But uh, I, we were playing with a DM that uh, that was a little more old school D&D where it's literally like there's a trap there. And if you didn't ask me to search for traps, that's not my fault. You didn't know that it was there. So we were playing this game and um, my friend uh, hit a trap uh, which uh, caused a bunch of spikes to, to, to come up. Uh, he got he got spiked. Fell down, uh, it rolled a natural one, uh, <laughs> fell down a ladder, which had more spikes at the bottom, oh, no. and impaled himself <laughs> oh, no. on, on the, so it, it was like, spike trap, uh, I think it was like a dexterity saving throw or something, caused him to, uh, 
full back. Yeah. Real backward when he rolled a natural oh. one. Fall down the ladder he had just <laughs> climbed spikes. up. Oh. Land on more spikes at the bottom. Double and, spikes. Uh, uh, and so he's impaled on the spikes at the bottom of the trap. And we literally couldn't figure out how to get to him <laughs> because <laughs> the... Just, oh, no. We couldn't do anything because the, there were spikes around. Oh, again, you okay down there, buddy? Again, this is like, this yeah. is one of those DMs that is just it's just trying to be a little bit mean. Yeah. This was not me DMing, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, it was. It was like, well, we're gonna just keep going. Sorry about the spikes. He's just down there on the like skewered oh. like a, a shish kebab. You know? uh, do you need anything? Can we bring you some snacks? That's that's yeah, part that's... of what we can do right now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. Oh, that's brutal. Funny. That is so yeah. brutal. What a way to go. Yeah, yeah, right. Did, was that it? Was that like the end of his? Did he? Did that character die? I think he died. I think we yeah, had him. Di- I think he died and started a new character. Just like, <laughs> just impaled on the spikes. Just, it's just. A... Well, I'm dead. I'm gonna bleed out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about me. It, go on. Ignominious way to go, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like I said, I, I don't like to DM like quite like that. I don't mean to be critical of my old friend who DM'd, but some DMs, you know, think that they're playing against the players. I'm not really like that. I I think, you know, death and danger is a part of the game and is not something that you need to nerf necessarily. Mm. But also, I want the players to feel awesome. And yes, yes that's a memorable story that I t- tell to this very day, obviously. <laughs> but... I don't feel like it, it made for uh, awesome. But right? it probably, so I, it probably I, wouldn't have diminished the story if you could have found a way to retrieve him from the spikes. <laughs> like, yeah, that would, yeah. That's yeah. the bit where you could have maybe, you know, like yeah. done something. We needed like a, a telekinesis spell to pull him off or something. We were just all low level. We had no, we had no remedies. <laughs> no, we had no ways to do oh. it. Also, yeah, we even thought a rope would, you know, wouldn't have worked. I was gonna say, yeah, the rope just pull him off. Like, oh, that sounds more messy yeah. though. Grab I think. the rope. <laughs> uh, I think, oh, I think there was definitely a. A part of us that was just you were so dumb to do that. We're just leaving you now. We're just leaving. That's your own fault. That's your own fault for rolling a low dex character. It's your own fault. Yeah, exactly. Your fault. You should have checked for traps. Yeah. You Everybody to... knows to check for traps around the ladder. Literally. Yeah. No, not at all. Literally. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, poor guy. Yeah. Um. I would love to, because of all of your amazing experience in uh, uh, doing the Slash Filmcast, uh, to tap into some of this knowledge, uh, we do a, another section called Wiz of the Rings. Um, we haven't done one in a little while, um, mm-hmm, right. which is where we recast films, and not necessarily saying they're better before the internet happens. Uh, we're just right. saying that, you know, it would be a cool thing to see. Uh, so we like to do some gender reversals, we do uh, like uh, yeah. racial reversals, all kinds of things. Uh, so we're going to do a Wizard of the Rings right now for Pirates of the Caribbean. So, yes, Wizard of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, just some general characters from that universe is cool. I think there's a reboot coming in which uh, someone... I think I heard it was Pirate 6, maybe. Oh, is it not Pirate? We don't need Pirate 6. Do we need Pirate 6? Is anyone asking for another Pirate film? I started watching the last one and got about 10 minutes in and the the building was getting dragged by a ship and I was like... Yeah, nah. they get real bad. They nah. get real bad real fast. Real, like the first one is such a good movie. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. 
It's yeah. so it's good. incredible how quickly those things. They become kind of parodies of themselves really at a did. certain point too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, like you, it, you never go all the way to the top. Like they felt like they keep needed to re- like to 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 up themselves every time. <laughs> like get yeah. more and more ridiculous. Right. Um. Yeah. So I wonder if the first one would be considered more of a classic if they'd never even made all of the sequels. Probably. You know what I mean? If it was just this standalone landmark movie. Yeah, it would feel like, wow, this is really a good movie. And uh, why didn't they ever make more of those? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. I, I time traveled back here to prevent it. Exactly. It's because, Jeff, this is the darkest timeline and where everything yeah. eventually turns to, like, just yeah. shit. That's yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. gave Johnny Depp and Gore Verbinski a stern talking to. only if you ever nail time travel jeff please please do that for us just tell them to tell them quit while they're ahead (laughs) yeah no kidding um awesome so yeah if we have any uh suggestions uh i've got a strong one for captain jack sparrow i've got a good one for captain jack sparrow as well uh okay okay what god then you know who you got I mean, my, I mean, I feel like it's not. It's she's she is no longer with us, sadly. Um, but Brittany Murphy. Okay. Hmm. Brittany Murphy. Oh yeah. oh yeah, she has that sort of mania yeah. that would be yeah. 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 Uh, I had another uh, female option for Jack Sparrow, which was Janelle Monae. Uh, oh, yeah. I, she's, she's amazing. She. I mean, a. I just think she could do anything that she puts her mind to, because every time I've seen her in something or sing something or whatever, I'm just like, um, in love. This, this is. She's perfect at everything. I just think that she's kind of got some chaos. Like she always like whenever she's like on stage, I'm like she's got that live wire kind of yeah. nature that you yeah. need for Jack Sparrow, mm. and I was like, I think that would be. Oh, amazing to see her uh, do that kind of role, uh, like really get her teeth into a crazy role like that. Um, uh, I was thinking that um, the Orlando Bloom part, Will Turner, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just because he can do anything and I want him in every movie, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, he, yeah. I want him in every movie. Yeah, yeah. I feel like your Michael good. B. Jordan is our John Boyega. Like, we're the same. We cast John Boyega yeah. in, like, everything. I, mean, <laughs> I like John Boyega, but I'll take Michael B. Jordan over John Boyega in yeah, any I mean, movie, don't get me wrong. All the Michael, B., Michael B. Jordan, yeah. like... Man yeah, in like whew, Black Panther, that like that fight scene in the waterfall, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, Dude, yeah. what about both Creed movies? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, like he's unreal. Yeah. He's oh, that fight... back as the wire, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that might be my favorite thing he's been in. That yeah. Wallace was, uh, I love Fruitvale that. Station. Have you seen Fruitvale Station? Yeah, Station is amazing. such a good movie. Oh man! Yeah, it destroys you. That's such, so many a, that's such a good shout. So that's, good. Yeah, that's such a good shout. And I wouldn't feel like Will was just totally useless baggage the whole movie. Because so <laughs> I'd be like, oh, Michael B. Jordan can handle himself. That's fine. Like yeah. he'll be okay. Um, uh, yeah. I have a suggestion for Captain Barbosa. Ooh, uh, yeah. Keith David as Captain. Oh, Barbosa. that's so good. The voice, dude. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. voice. That's awesome. That's, yeah. That would be good. I uh, I uh, recently discovered all the Keith David goodness because uh, we'd uh, I can't remember I think it was, that was it I'd put a tweet out on our uh, asking for people if anyone could join your like D and D game uh, who would it be like any celebrity any anyone would join your D and D game who would it be someone said Keith David and I was like I started looking at all of his stuff because I'd recently watched Community and wow this guy's like yeah. voice voice acting CV is extensively awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He'd be yeah. an incredible. Uh, he'd be an incredible Captain Barbosa. Yeah. And live uh, action. And the Thing's a classic. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, not just not just because I want to recast 
Creed, but uh, the Kira Knightley, Kira Knightley role, mm -hmm. Tessa Thompson? <gasps> yeah. Yes. I, I mean, they've got yeah. so much chemistry, and you'd straight up believe it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'd straight up believe it. Again, Tessa Thompson's another one that could just yeah. do anything. You're no wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's. Um, I did also, uh, you know, you threw this one out before, but we actually, me and Jade had, had this conversation. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield for Jack yeah. Sparrow as well. Would be oh, yeah. yeah. That would be cool. I mean, because like, he can do anything. He's yeah. like, yeah. He's, just anything. It would be such awesome. a different take. Mm. It would be fascinating. Because he has that sort of. He has that sort of very um, underplayed energy, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. very sort of uh, that kind of calm. And, and it would be such an interesting take. Yeah. It would be, it'd be, it'd be, be like instead of Keith Richards, if Jack Sparrow was based on Snoop Dogg or something. I think that'd be the feeling. Yeah. Totally. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I had of... Constance Wu, actually, as an alternate casting for Elizabeth Swan. Yeah, Constance Ooh, Wu is great. Constance Wu is good. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Yes. I um try to think who else I had for Elizabeth Swan. Um, oh, I obviously, I mean, we mention her name every time, but Lupita just again, like yeah. <laughs> she Lupita would be. Nyong'o, yeah. yeah, Lupita. We could Nyong'o cast her as Jack Sparrow, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. She could do, especially yeah. after Us. Like her performance yeah. in yeah. Us, like yeah. as as the the red, you know, oh, the dude. reversed version. Yeah. One of the scariest, genuinely one of the scariest, like on-screen performances, like as an actual like villain. I mm. that fight towards the end, I was, just, uh, I was, yeah, it was mind blown. It was so good. Um, yeah. We we joked around saying me and Jeremy would probably, uh, me and Jeremy talk about me and Jeremy would probably end up being. Um, I can't remember their names. Pintel and Rigetti? Yes, yeah, the two, uh, yeah. hello, pop it. Like, yeah. I'd be the guy That's with funny. my eye falling out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually had, hitting me like, I had an alternate casting for them. Uh, oh, yeah. Our boys, Key and Peel. Oh, oh yes. yes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. That would be amazing. Um, I still think... One of the best comedy duos, Key and Peele, in Toy Story is glorious. Oh, it's so funny. Like, it's so yeah. funny. All those scenes are amazing. They really and, are. And, and, if we're, and if we're going there, um, why not just let Jordan Peele direct it, too? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ooh, that's, yeah. A, that's a fair, yeah. that's a very, very fair shout. That's just a give very them everything. <laughs> just give, yeah, give him oh, everything. Oh, Kira Knightley's ca ca um, character, um, Issa Rae. Ah, uh, Issa Rae. I adore her. I adore her. I think she would be so lovely, like such a little, there would be like a whimsical, um, like, awkwardness that would be just so genuine. What's the, what's the name of the movie that she did with Kumail uh, Nanjiani? Um, uh, oh, I know uh, what you mean. The, the get, get away or go away or something. run away or something like that. Something, something like, like that, because I watched it as soon oh, as it came it. out. I love her. Uh, I think she is absolutely... You can't take your eyes off her in that yeah. movie. I just, mm. I, I, I like fell in love with her in that movie. I mean, I liked um, her show as well. Yeah, Insecure. Whatever that's called. Insecure. Yeah, Insecure. Yeah. Lovebirds. Yeah. Lovebirds. Lovebirds. Yeah, that was great. That yeah. was great. Um, so I had it completely wrong. I, had, uh, I did have one for Commodore Norrington. Uh, my man, my man Jeffrey Wright. Um, oh yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. I'm like, he's having like a full thing at the moment. Like, he's in like every movie right now. Like, every trailer I feel like I'm seeing. And I'm so happy about it because Westworld was dope. Uh, yeah. I love, yeah. I love Westworld. And his, I think he's, 
I think he's generally the best part about it. I think he's great. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He's um, really great. And I think he'd bring some I think he'd bring some really cool uh like some genuine like weight to his character, which I hope would not get destroyed like they did with the character in the later like films where he just became a parody of himself. Like mm. uh, it was just constantly like running from things and getting into trouble where like the first film he's such a good villain. Like yeah. Commodore yeah. Norrington. He's such a complicated character which just gets thrown out the window um yeah so that was my that was my pick for commodore norrington uh, i thought that would be kind of kind of awesome good good stuff um but we are uh very sadly much to my uh chagrin getting to the end of our time uh i mean people already know where they can find you on the internet if they're following us they're already following <laughs> you like that's you know um but but tell us about all of your stuff if you i mean if you could list all of your podcasts in like 10 seconds i've been so impressed oh that just sounds like a challenge <laughs> uh i I do the uh, the slash filmcast at slashfilmcast.com talking about movies and TV shows. Love it. I do a video game podcast called DLC. Mm-hmm. You can find that at 5x5.tv slash DLC. I do We Have Concerns, which is a comedy mm-hmm. science show. You can find that at wehaveconcerns.com. And then The Dungeon Run. Uh, as I said, great jumping on point this week, uh, September 9th. Uh, all the episodes are on YouTube. Just search for The Dungeon Run. Uh, they're also an audio podcast. I think it works great as an audio podcast. You can find it, it does. anywhere That's you get audio podcasts yeah. by searching for The Dungeon Run. Um, we are uh, Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific time at caffeine.tv slash The Dungeon Run live. Uh, and like I said, you can watch this 20-minute recap video that gets all the information of the story, all the characters. And I think uh, I think it really captures what's special about our show as well. Uh, so just check that out. Just to use 20 minutes of your time, check that out. You'll awesome. see our animatronic mind flare introducing yes. it and uh, all of the wackiness that we do. Uh, you can find that. Um, it's on the, the Caffeine Twitter feed. It's on my Twitter feed, uh, which is uh, at Jeff Kanata. It's also on my website, which is jeffkanata.com, spelled with two N's and one T. That's amazing. I'm still blown away talking to you. Thank you so much for your time, Jeff. Uh, and like I said, My at the pleasure. top, uh, thank you for sharing us and sort of giving us, you know, helping us uh, with our platform. I'm just, it feels like an amazing thing to have uh, had you on and uh, to have your support of our show. Uh, and so, yeah, and if you, you know, if you find yourself with something, nothing to do on the 12th of September, feel free to check out our live stream of Vulcanu. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Would, uh, I'm excited. That's there. so it's cool. Be, it's going to be yeah. amazing. Um, so uh, the three of you do such a great job i i'm uh i'm impressed that you hit the ground running uh, on this very young show uh so so professionally and so uh so entertainingly it's it's really a lovely product you're putting out and uh, kudos to all of you for doing that thank, uh, thank you that's the best oh, moment of my life there it is Sweet. complete so i've done it <laughs> thank yeah. you so much that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much uh, for listening, Halflings. Uh, this has been another episode of Three Black Halflings. Thank you very much, Jeff Kanada, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>